This isn't my podcast. These are the outtakes. Well, welcome everyone back to the flow uh, here with my wonderful best friend for life, <laughs> my sister, and she's she was the first uh, lady on the flow podcast, and <laughs> now she's the second in a more official capacity today, uh, and so I'm excited to have her have a little conversation. We're going to do a little coffee tasting here and yeah just dive right in and chit chat so without further ado uh, help me welcome in whatever way possible <laughs> send her a dm i don't know how you welcome a guest when you listen to a recorded podcast anyway but uh, help me welcome my special guest today autumn hart cue intro Welcome back, everyone, to the flow. Uh, and welcome to my guest. I'll go ahead and let her get a word in edgewise now. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I um, kind of forgot that I had been on the flow before, but it's great to be back. Like and, I said, yes, official. <laughs> an official manner with your setup. And yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, we're here today in the kind of the stew. Uh, this is the, the, the crib. This is actually the first... Uh, in-person, on-site podcast recording oh. ever by me on the flow. So yeah. that's pretty cool, and I'm glad for it to be family. And, yeah, more to come. Definitely want to uh, have more in person just because it's, kind of, it's kind of cool. Uh, we are working on a, if you can see it, a one mic setup today. So hopefully this picks us up, and hopefully we talk at similar levels so that yeah. It's editable. Anyway, so like I said, we're going to do a little coffee tasting. And as my sister just pointed out in the intro music, um, the coffee that we're drinking today is from a coffee shop called Portrait Coffee. If you're watching the video, here's the, here's the bag. <laughs> I'm going to try to post this video on Spotify too now that they have that new feature. So a uh, little plug to Spotify. Also, uh, I don't think I've ever said this, but if you enjoy the podcast, if you listen, uh, give us a rating. You can actually do a star rating on Spotify now and, of course, on iTunes. So just slip that in there. But, yeah, so Portrait Coffee. Uh, I just broke this out this morning, and so this is my second in a second cup-ish. Uh, so this is a... Kawa Kanzarua <laughs> origin, <laughs> whatever that means. See if you can pronounce it. Oh no! Yeah, I think, think you so. did good. Uh, so the tasting notes are pineapple slices, as opposed to pineapple cubes, <laughs> and cane sugar. So we're gonna give it a little taste here. Hopefully, the terrible slurping doesn't. Pretty good. Not much else to say. Not really getting any pineapple, but it's yeah. good. It is kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. It's a lighter roast. What's cool is, uh, and we're going to move on from this, but what's cool that Autumn just pointed out is this is a coffee shop actually in Atlanta, Georgia. And I just so happened, very coincidentally, it wasn't planned, <laughs> to be wearing the 100-year anniversary of the Olympic Games. Which doesn't sound right, but... In 96, it's 100 years. Right, yeah, 1996, so but a yeah, little it doesn't sound right. retro vintage. I think, 
Roman times were a little bit longer than 100 <laughs> yeah, years that ago. That doesn't sound right. Anyway. That's still cool. Especially. 100 years since it's been. But yeah, Atlanta. So shout out Atlanta. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know, my sister, she's a, I would say a reader. <laughs> <laughs> She's, well. she is a, uh, a quieter person, uh, than maybe most, but very tender hearted, loving, and some people might use the descriptor, um, sassy, <laughs> but people could probably say that about all of us. So, um, but she is, she works with children uh, a lot in, in our church doing Sunday school and just other activities. Um, and she actually is cool. We actually went to CLC together for, was it both? Two yeah. Years. For two years mm-hmm. and she got, you got your associate, mm-hmm. uh, degree. Um, so usually I talk about with guests kind of our background, how we came to know each other. <laughs> so can you talk about how we, uh, let's see, um, where we met the year was 1997 and I took away his only child status true and yeah the rest is history yeah bffs ever since i was glad to give give it away though then (laughs) but when our younger brother uh, was born (laughs) i think either of us were happy it's funny because i still remember even (laughs) what was i would have been five five? yeah Yeah, would have been five when ethan was born and i i still remember that appointment that ultrasound appointment i i mean i don't think (laughs) Yeah, I think it's my own memory. I don't think it's like something I was reminded of, which we have been reminded of it, but I still remember crying in the (laughs) ultrasound when the doctor was like, oh, it's a boy. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that story. Yeah. We were both upset. Yeah, but yeah, he's grown on us. He's in the (laughs) other room probably here to the door listening. So um, moving on here to, we have a very nice... It's kind of unstable, but bookshelf behind us that I actually I built. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about books today. Like I said, my sister's a, a reader. She, what was it? What, weren't, weren't when we were in Arkansas, you did like a reading? Didn't the school do like some reading competition or there was like oh, a prize? Oh, grade. Yeah. Like you'd have to read so many books and... I can't remember what the incentive was really, but you just had to like read a bunch of books and yeah, it was probably like a pizza party or something like that. Oh, that's right. And you had to like do a little mini report on the book you read and we like filled all of it, our room with the little report things and yeah. So where it all began, (laughs) late hours of the night or Mm -hmm. yeah, different times be found (laughs) reading. So books. Yeah. So I have, this is kind of my stack of in progress books, mm-hmm. which is a little big, but, um, so is there any current, current reads that you're in the middle of? Um, well, I have a similar stack <laughs> that's on my bedside table that, you know, I start and then I don't finish. And so then I start something else and then I'm like, oh, yep. I should start something else. And, um, so there's a lot that are, I guess, kind of in progress, but actively in progress. Um, let's see. I started recently emotional intelligence, um, by Daniel Goleman. So far it's been okay. Shout out. Shout out to Daniel. Um, have you read that one? Uh, I don't know. Possibly parts of it. Yeah. It's, Interesting. It's okay. I haven't gotten super far into it. And then one that I had started a while back and then it's super short, but I just like, you know, started something else and never finished it. But I picked it back up again the other day was, um, the pursuit of God by AW. Is it Towser? Towser. Towser. Yeah. That one's really, that one's (laughs) really good. I think it's Um, Towser. I don't know. My lacrosse. (laughs) Today's yeah. episode is sponsored by LaCroix. <laughs> Just kidding. So uh, that's cool. So, yeah. So I actually, I like reading kind of, I don't know if emotional intelligence would be considered psychology probably, yeah. but 
I like reading that kind of stuff mm-hmm. too. Can see a lot. Yeah. I feel I like you're if... probably the one that really got me into those. I don't know. I feel like I've always been interested in that stuff, but like I remember when you first got this one, how to think like Sherlock. And yeah. And then I, I read Quiet last um, summer. Cognitive stuff. I've always enjoyed the yeah. cognitive type stuff. It's just really like why do we think the way that we think? Yeah. But hmm. Okay. Super interesting. So actually, okay, so I skipped one of the, I skipped a question I wanted to ask. So okay. when we did our little I don't know why I'm saying little, everything is little on this episode, but when we did our our tasting of the mm-hmm. portrait coffee from Kanzaruru. <laughs> Just say Atlanta. It's from Atlanta. From, well, the shop is in Atlanta. Yeah. It wasn't Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, when we did our tasting, so we have some, I don't know if I'd say similar, but we have some, well, at least similar interests in uh, aesthetic things and design <laughs> we always jokingly because um, you especially which maybe we can get into some but do a lot of house sitting <laughs> on the side the side hustle and so in some pretty nice historic homes uh-huh. so we always jokingly do like the arc digest little like walkthrough tour mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so if you were to have say you actually so you can pick the city too it doesn't have to be yakima because okay. i think the city kind of changes the style as well yeah so if you were to have your own coffee shop uh, Mm -hmm. that you started today what would the kind of the aesthetic be of that Ooh, that's a tough one because i feel like there's so many different ways you could go and like you said the city too really affects it yeah so if it was in pick a city for me oh tough because i mean seattle is close to us yeah and that's kind of like the one of the coffee hubs Mm -hmm. um okay let's go international if if it was in uh that does kind of make it even harder though one of our favorite dual okay well we'll skip that question for now we'll come (laughs) back to it so one of our joint favorite coffee shops was in England, I think, mm-hmm. right? Or the outskirts. Do you remember what was that? Do you remember what it's called? Ozone in London. Super Ozone good. Coffee. Really good. Yeah. That was, I don't remember what year that was that we went there. 2016, I think. No. Yeah. I think it's maybe around there. But yeah, Ozone Coffee. If you've Ozone never been, or if you've been London. to London, or if you live in London, our Ozone. listeners, shout out to our listeners in London. Uh, <laughs> Definitely got to try Ozone Coffee. It's, I don't know why it was so memorable. Maybe just because of the whole trip. The whole thing, yeah. The fact that we were in London and, and we had good food too. Yeah. Yeah, We that was like a breakfast spot. Mm-hmm. Still remember the poached eggs and <laughs> I think I got salmon with it, maybe? I think so. I can't remember. Or no, it wasn't poached. It was... Um, it was like Eggs Benedict. Benedict. Like, eggs Benedict. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and the coffee and... I think all of us got different like latte or milk based mm-hmm. drinks, but dad got a actual brewed coffee and it was cool. Cause they brought out like the little origin card and I like, love when the... they do that, when they do the whole setup. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. cool. And yeah, that's kind of part of our travel. So, okay. So let's go with England, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which makes it tough. Cause that was a really cool. I feel like England's cafe. super diverse too. It like is. London. It's like a melting pot of Europe. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, did I say go with England? You said I England. London. London specifically. Okay. Mm. Um, I would probably, you're, you're talking like design. Yeah. Like the kind of aesthetic of the. Yeah. Hmm. I'd probably go with something like more traditional and not like upscale. Cause you want it to feel comfortable in like a coffee shop, but like a little more formalized, a little though. more classy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen um, Ralph's Coffee in New York? The Ralph Lauren Coffee Shop? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that one. It looks so cool. I have never been to that one yet, but it looks super cool. So maybe something along those lines, more classy. and That would fit, I feel like, pretty good. With London, London like, kind of play off the, you know, being in England and that sort Sort of look. Sort of royal aspect. Yeah. I can see that. That'd be cool. Okay, so back to, we could... like I think I've joked about this before. I could have a whole separate podcast just for coffee related 
-hmm. talks and uh, another little teaser going to do a little segment eventually hopefully soon it's in the works but uh more focused on coffee and actually coffee and books so be on the lookout but uh so sort of back to books when so when you're picking or you're looking for a new book do you have like a list that you'll look at or go to or recommend how do you get your book recommendations um probably different ways uh a lot of them you know just from you from dad um pretty influential yeah <laughs> i'll just scour dad's bookshelf or yours and that's always nice borrow things or um we have this lady at church that reads a ton she always recommends she's stuff. got her master's degree she just got so. her master's so she's read a lot um yeah that's a good place to start you know just things that you guys recommend i feel feel like that's a pretty Who substantial you know. list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, those are recommendations that I know, like I can trust. Um, yeah. or I go based off of things that I've already read, like, okay, this author, I really liked it. Do they have any more books? Um, that's true. You know, or even just searching up like on my Kindle or different things like that. Like, okay, what's other stuff that's recommended based off of what I read, you know, mm -hmm. what's other, so that's probably where I start, where I get a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's a good, that's definitely a good, uh, good place to start. I, I, I've done this a few times. I think like the last like four or five psychology based or related books that I bought. Um, I actually used the, I can't find the book here, but I used the bibliography of oh. another book, but it was okay. cool because it wasn't just the bibliography for that book. Like it was a bibliography they'd created um, with a bunch of different categories. I, I think it was actually the James Sire book, The Discipleship of the Mind, which is a little bit of a cognitive, like Christian. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've read it, but um, mixture. And it has a, it was like a 30 plus page bibliography. It's a little out of date, but that's where I love like Google Scholar. Mm -hmm. Look them up and then ch -ch -ch kind of dig, go go yeah. deeper and see all the people that have referenced and cited that book. So I should do that more often. I, I don't think to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like get so lost and like, yeah. I have a list. I think I've talked about it before, but a list, it's probably 30 books long of books that I'm supposed to read this year. Yeah, that's the thing. You can get a list that's so overwhelming and then, yeah. Then I feel like I list or I read stuff that's not on my list. Right. <laughs> So talking about books and reading, so um, whether it's nonfiction or fiction, is there a kind of most influential book or author that you can think of that you've, that you've read? Or maybe not just most influential, but like favorite even. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's a tough one. I feel like I've read so many so many different random things. I'm trying to like look at your bookshelf <laughs> to remember stuff. Um, I'd say C.S. Lewis probably is one that comes to mind. That's a favorite. Um, like I read all the Chronicles of Narnia when I was younger, but even those, you know, they have like the biblical, um, yeah, whatever you call that, the parallelism and stuff. Parallel, and, parallelism. Yeah. And I love like all of his other stuff too, because he, he intertwines stuff, but then he, he tells so many personal stories, like of people's stories. Yeah. I'm um, actually reading one of his surprised by joy. That's like his autobiography. Yeah. It's pretty detailed. Okay. Yeah. That's one that comes to mind. Um, just off the bat, another, probably one of my favorites, um, Gene Edwards. I've only read one of his so far, but like all of the other ones are on my list, but, um, mm -hmm. I read, uh, the Tale of Three Kings, I think it was. Have you read this one? No. Divine yet. Romance. That, yeah. To um, the watchers and listeners. That's funny. I predict Gene Edwards' books will rank with those of C.S. Lewis. Yeah, I've only read one of his, but it was really, really good. You said it was Tale of, Tale of Three Kings that you read? Tale of Three yeah. Kings, yeah. I think probably most of our listeners being uh, related to CLC. Because I... I think there's a class that started using that now. The Tale of Three Kings. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was, what the class was, but 
So everyone, that's like everyone's favorite. Yeah, book, it's so good. As you'll see. And just his writing and storytelling. I thought I had another one of his. Um... Anyway, hmm. get stuck on that for a while. Yeah. So okay, so um, what was my other question? Yeah, you already have you already have one book on loan, so oh, yeah, <laughs> can't. Uh, so kind I'll of bring uh, it back. yeah, going into so more a little bit more about you. So um, talked about we just kind of went into coffee and books, yeah. but uh, and how we met. <laughs> so talking about uh, yourself for a moment, which you no know, can be tough to do, but tell us, tell us, and all of our listeners uh, just a little bit about yourself. Not like interview style, but more uh, just like what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what you do with with your life. With my life. (laughs) Well, um, where would you like me to start? Let's see. Like you mentioned this week. (laughs) What have I done this week? Um, Okay. Well, I work in an office. Um, I work for a manufacturing facility. I do office type stuff. It's pretty cool though, because it's a really small business. So it's super flexible and it's kind of just three of us. So that's, that's kind of cool. What's the business called again? Called Noble Foods Corp. Oh, I thought it was something cooler than that. (laughs) What was the mask? What's the the mask? Noble Foods Corp is like our, um, I don't know how to explain that. Like the not like a parent company, but like we operate under a, depending on who like we're doing business with. Mm. I don't know how to explain all of that, but anyways, yeah. So Manufacture. The, what was the mask part again? Clear mask. Clear mask. And what do you, so what do you guys manufacture? We manufacture. Drugs? <laughs> no. Uh, sweetness. Sorry, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> we sell the pharmaceutical company. Oh. Uh, we make like sweetener enhancers or like, um, flavor modifiers or flavor masks is kind of like what we call them. Mm. So, so not face masks. No, not that kind of mask. So like on, on food products or even pharmaceutical products, you'll see like on the ingredient list yeah. or at the, at the end, it'll say natural flavors. Mm. That's our ingredients that we oh. sell to them. So like all of the stuff that you don't know what it it's is. like the undisclosed Yeah, the undisclosed. Because the... oh. we don't tell them what we're selling them. But we, we make stuff to like enhance sweetness or like cut or cover like the bitter notes. And <laughs> I don't think we've sold De La Croix, well, but really you never essenced. know. That's another vague <laughs> that's way. Product. It's another yeah. vague way to put it. Naturally essenced. That's why it has a little asterisk. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. I don't know. <laughs> oh, but that means non-GMO. Is so. Our product is non-GMO. It's naturally essenced non-GMO products. Apparently, yeah. That's cool. So, so anyway. and then you, I kind of already mentioned it, but you have some side gigs. Yeah, I do a lot of house sitting. Kind of funny how that started. Okay, yeah. Tell us. Uh, that's about because because <laughs> your current job. So that's pretty cool. So tell yeah. us how you oh, yeah. from I where it's that too. from back going back to. Your Starbucks days. Okay. Tell us how that yeah. developed. So after CLC, I came back home and got a job at Starbucks, which was great. I really loved it. I worked a lot of hours, but, um, okay. So while I was there, um, I met this lady who she would come in sometimes every day, sometimes a few times a week. And she would, um, she would go running with all of her friends. Like they had this group, they'd go running together and then they would stop in at our Starbucks after their runs and just like sit and hang out. And so that's how I got to know her. I didn't really know her that well, though, is the crazy thing. Like I knew what coffee she drank, but she was just always really nice. So one day I'm at work and I was on a break actually. So I was in the back room and my manager came and got me and was like, Hey, so-and-so wants to talk to you. And so I was like, uh, okay. She want me to make her coffee? Like, you know, I was kind of confused. Special request. Yeah. Um, and I go out there and she was like, Hey, we were, um, my husband and I were going to take a trip and we are looking for a house sitter to stay at our house with our dog. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so she asked if I'd be interested. And I mean, she seemed like a pretty normal, <laughs> trustworthy lady. So I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, I go over to their house and Joe alluded to this earlier. Um, they have a pretty nice house and, you know, nice neighborhood. They're super nice people and they're going to be gone. They gave me a key. So I felt safe and comfortable right. and mom and dad knew where I was at. Um, so yeah, I started house sitting for her just like whenever they would go out of town. And then and what was the timeline of that? Like two that years ago? Was, um, I can't remember if it was, well, it was before COVID. So it was probably three years ago, at least late 2019 sometime like fall, winter 2019. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's been a little ways back. And from then on, she just started telling all of her neighbors and all of her friend, her running friends. And I think I have six or seven different families now that at any given time, I could be staying at their house, taking care of their pets, which now is pretty cool. you subcontract to me. <laughs> I subcontract to you, to Ethan. Yeah. Get overbooked. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this family's daughter who lives on the other side of the state reached out to me about housing for her in August. So <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a nice little side gig, a uh, little extra money and connections with all these families, you know? And yeah. And then, yeah, from that, um, cool place for us all to go hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't pretend like I have a fancy house all to myself with my dog. <laughs> but yeah, from that, like you said, um, this original family that I first started house sitting for. Um, so last summer I did a job out of town, like for the summer with some family friends, but I didn't really know what I was going to do after I came back home. And so I did different things, you know, worked part-time different places. And then just as I was praying about it, this lady reached out to me and was like, Hey, um, my husband owns this business and we know that you're just working part-time. Would you be interested in like a customer service type office position? I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, given my number, whatever. And so they kind of just called me up and hired me on the spot. And that was in, well, I started in March. So it's just been a couple months now, but nice. yeah, crazy how it all worked out. That is cool. Especially in that season of, because we've been kind of on this theme uh, on the podcast for a couple weeks, starting starting with Javi, who was on, uh, mm -hmm. regarding, it, kind of the title was was like having to do with potential, and uh, and then in the in the conversation we got talking about like transition, and he was he's been graduated for a year now, so you know mm -hmm. figuring out the the transitional stuff and. So in that time for you, I mean, you've been out of school now for what, like four years? Yeah. 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 Four years. Wow. So then, so can you kind of speak to, cause that was, so it was, it was like three years ago that, you know, you're at, you're working at Starbucks and then uh, you get that kind of felt random connection of house sitting. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into like, okay, they trust you, uh, They've gotten to know you. They they see how great of a person you are. <laughs> so like, hey, we really need someone to fill this role in our company. Mm -hmm. So now, and then that came after you know your uh, after the summer of love. I mean, summer of <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that what they called twenty twenty summer of love? At uh, least in Seattle. No. <laughs> For those of you that aren't familiar with uh, Washington and our crazy <laughs> governors and mayors. Oh, that <laughs> the whole summer. Yeah, that was the summer of love. Anyway. <laughs> So the so I guess so the summer of searching for you you had a soul searching time in the wilderness. Oh yeah, when I went up to the mountains was a hippie for the summer. Yeah. So can you talk about like kind of more uh inner self? <laughs> talk about like the you know, the frustration period of um just like those feelings of, of you know, trying to search and wondering what's next and what talk about like what that felt like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there's, there can definitely be some searching. I think we can wear ourselves out with that. You know, like we, yeah. we try so hard and we search so much that like we can miss what's right there, you know, mm -hmm. um, the opportunity that just kind of presented itself. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I came back from two years at Bible college and was like, okay, what am I going to do with my life now? And working at Starbucks. And like I said, I really enjoyed that and I was pretty much full time. So it was, it was good. But, um, 
just sort of like, what more is there? What else could I be doing? Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, there's definitely like some stubbornness and on my own part, you know, some flesh that I had to get through, but I think it's really timing and, mm-hmm. you know, trusting the process and knowing like, okay, God knows where I'm at. He sees me. He knows, he knows where we need to be when we need to be there. And so, um, yeah, there was definitely some frustration and some struggle. Um, you know, I mentioned last summer when I was gone for the summer and then I came back, um, and it was really like, okay, I feel like I'm back at square one again, you know, like, okay, this was not where I was supposed to be by now. Um, you know, and then I came back from the summer, I turned 24 and I was like, man, what am I doing with my life? You know, I know that's really young, but, um, I think it was just a process of praying and waiting and kind of weeding out my own expectations Mm -hmm. and my own idea of how things were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And it's funny, like dad actually mentioned to me at one point, like you should reach out to some of those people that you house it for, you know, they're all business owners and, and I didn't because I was like, I don't want to sound desperate or, you know, whatever. Like I said, just my pride, like, you know, I don't really know these people that well. Like, I'm not going to go ask them for a job, but, um, God was gracious and patient and they came to me. So it worked out. But, um, yeah, you know, I think in the moment it can seem like this season lasted for a really long time, but now I'm like, Oh wow, I've been home three or four years or whatever it's been. And yeah, it, it worked out, you know, and, um, who knows what these connections with these families will continue to grow into, you know? And so like, if I would have hurried on into something else or whatever, you know, like I needed to be at Starbucks to meet them, to, develop these relationships and that, that trust and, you know, and then it develop into more and then give me the job and everything. So, yeah. And how quick it can. Yeah. How quick, how just quick. in a moment, like, yeah. like, yeah, the timing I've heard, um, I can't remember who said it or who it's even original with, so I won't try to attribute it to someone, but they said, um, you know, we focus so much on, on our p- position and like, where we are, where am I supposed to be positioned, God? And yeah. what's your will for me, like, in the season? So, like, where do I need to go and be place so that I know mm-hmm. that you can do with me what you want? And this individual talked about how, like, God's more interested than our position. He's more interested in our condition, <laughs> condition of <Yeah>. us. <laughs> and, like, you're talking about, you know, which I think probably everyone's experienced. I know it came up in mine and Javi's conversation and mm-hmm. uh, mine and brother Bartels even, I think it was last week talking about the purpose, the process of life. Uh, all of us have probably dealt with that frustration at sometimes, but then realizing yeah. like it's through that struggle that conditions us mm-hmm. <laughs> into the yeah. human, into the, the, the Christian that we need to be yeah. uh, for him to bring us into that new season. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's a really cool thing. Realizing when you kind of realize the potential and it's, and now you can receive it humbly yeah. <laughs> because of the process. Yeah. I think, you know, like we can be so big picture sometimes, which can be good, but like we can be so, like you've said, focused on the position or the place or what we think our life's supposed to look like. And I know for myself anyways, I had to look a little more personal and like, okay, what am I you know, what am I doing that I should, you know, what am I not doing that I should be, or, you know, that maybe is hindering me from being where I thought I should be or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think, um, which maybe we can get into this to kind of check our time. Um, I think this is, I think it's a good, not just transition, but good tie in here because this is something that Javi really emphasized in our conversation and, um, I don't know if it came up in the last conversation, but something that I really like emphasizing on this, on this 
podcast is the importance of of a man of God in your life or mm-hmm. and women of God, <laughs> um, but specifically a pastor, you know, yeah. whose whose um, whose voice of of reason and wisdom um, is there in your life. And you made a comment of of dad saying you know, along the way, maybe you should just, yeah. like, you have all these connections <laughs> with people who are, who are like, you know, like one of the, one of the people, um, who you've worked for, like they own a really prominent coffee shop in town and, uh, they also sell, sell their copies to a bunch of other businesses and companies and have subscriptions. And, uh, one of the people own a, major glass company in town and then yeah. <laughs> you know the, now who you work for now and, yeah. and so it's like even if it was just and this is kind of maybe what we can talk about for a few minutes is what we've had to sort of navigate that maybe that not maybe that I'm sure is different for everyone is um, so much of our life our dad has been our our pastor mm-hmm. um, and just that spiritual authority which doesn't change whether he's or it does change, but um, it's still there whether he's our pastor or not, mm-hmm. because he's he's our dad. So it's, yeah. it's there's still a parental and a spiritual authority. Yeah, that's, the authority is there. <laughs> that's way. there. Yeah, and so, but definitely in our stubbornness at times, like uh, trying to differentiate. And this is me and Dad have talked about this too. Like trying to differentiate. Like, is this Dad or is this pastor <laughs> yeah. slash spiritual authority telling me? Um, and me and him have talked about that recently, kind of even with other situations and realizing like, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. it shouldn't matter, you know, whether it's dad or spiritual authority, because sure. Some things he say, he, or he says might be more, uh, influenced because he's our dad, like no yeah. doubt that's the mm-hmm. case. But at the same time, like he's not too, it's just like, it's just like with God and the the, the, spirit the Trinity. The same, yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not the father telling us one thing and the spirit telling us another. And oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, he has different roles, but it's still, it's still one person. That, mm-hmm. So his motive of this role might be one thing anyway, all kind of like me thinking through that, but oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's like, I, maybe that's kind of one that I'm talking to like, but can you think of any other challenges with, with like that, with growing up with that, <laughs> you know, kind of dynamic of dad as pastor and dad, maybe is there any other cha- uh, challenges or examples that, that you've had, or even just that one specifically like that you can talk about or ex- expand on? Um, I'd say that one specifically, yeah, um, definitely stands out. Another one, let's see. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think sometimes we we hear a lot of ministry and we receive a lot from dad at home. Yeah. Um, you know, we get all the previews before Sunday or, you know, all of the ministry and everything, which is, is great. It's a blessing. It really is. But I think sometimes then in church, it can feel like we're not really getting ministry. Does that make sense? You know, like I, I definitely still receive, but I think that can be a struggle sometimes like, okay, dad already ministered to us at home. Now he's ministering to everyone else. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's definitely something I've had to work through. Like, okay. And, you know, we talked about, um, like dad and he's our dad, but he's also our pastor. Yeah. I've had to, for myself, kind of like, okay, at home, I'm his daughter, but at church, like I'm still his daughter, but I'm also a saint, you yeah. know, like I'm yeah. also a member of the body and right. kind of categorizing that in, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we've definitely always been like we've definitely always been involved in kind mm-hmm. of in everything. But um, something that I've had to kind of struggle with is, you know, knowing there's like callings and things that mm-hmm. going to be used in, and but uh, they're ne- they're never being. And I know our dads, uh, our parents, both, especially dad though, <laughs> has definitely kind of put more of an emphasis on. Um, not showing partiality <laughs> that it's felt like it's went such 
Yeah. Not in a negative way, like yeah, where he'll ignore us, but like just in our in flesh. I, for me, I've had to kind of yeah, work through that. Sure. Is like, okay, I know we don't want any nepotism here, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like you know, I don't know. It, yeah, you, no, you understand, like, uh, yeah, just different things. That is, that's been sort of funny that we've had to work through. Of you know, yeah. like. Uh, like where he'll say, you know, brother Joel, or <laughs> like, I don't know, just some yeah. simple stuff that's funny. Like, and I get up there and I'm like, you know, yeah, we were talking and dad said, and, <laughs> yeah. and just, I, I mean, I'm, there's certain things and I guess that's where we have, we have to learn to, to navigate. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's kind of off in the weeds <laughs> there again. Um, but so kind of going back to, and we don't have to stay on this long, we can kind of even kind of start to wrap it up here but uh, can you talk about because uh, actually I'll give a quick example too I don't think I've mentioned before on here is uh, a similar thing actually related to a a job too is uh, so it was actually right when I came back from school too and um, and I came back in 2020 you know so COVID was starting and the world was freaking out and Mm -hmm. so everything was shutting down yeah Um, and I came back and there was job there was some weird stuff with jobs. So I got a quick, uh, part-time seasonal job at Lowe's and I pretty much just worked it through the summer or no, not through the summer until the summer, until maybe. the summer. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was May or no, it wasn't May yet. Cause I came March. home early March. So yeah, it was like March ish through July, I believe, um, somewhere in there. But I remember having multiple conversations and, and that time of, frustration, you know, uh, that's like stuff should be happening. I should be at this point, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And I remember specifically a conversation. A lot of times, like I would ride, uh, with my dad or try to do that still sometimes, but, um, just be doing errands and mm-hmm. ride and until like, and it's funny cause it seems like it would always happen. Like it wasn't until we were like right around the corner from the house yeah. <laughs> that we, it's like, we've been on the road for like an hour <laughs> together. Right. Yeah. And then this conversation just comes up like, and then we end up sitting in the driveway for <laughs> 30, 40 minutes. But, uh, you know, the conversation about, um, spe- specifically then it was regarding like diligence with mm-hmm. me and, yeah. um, the importance of being diligent. Like, yeah, you're you know working. Like, that's great. You didn't, skip a beat there. Uh, and I think during the same time too, I was doing DoorDash on the side as well, mm-hmm. just cause I was like you know, only working part-time lows. Long story short, uh, he had just went, he just bought a phone for my mom through Costco at the wireless advocates there. And then I think as well, went in with you and mm-hmm. got one. And, and this is just cool kind of a reference for people listening. Like, the power of, cause it's not just the power of our dad or, um, but it's the power of like a spiritual authority. Cause I believe this works with pastors. Like the, if we'll be submitted in this way, um, and if they'll be sensitive to things that seem like small nothings, mm-hmm. uh, because he had bought, bought those two phones at the same place, interacted with the same person who was the manager of that kiosk. And he was like, you know, and not knowing whether, not knowing that there was a position there or anything, uh, he just said, I think I had the thought of you when I was in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> like working there or something along those lines. And I, so I started applying different places and there's this one like mobile repair technician job that I interviewed for, seemed like it would be really cool and didn't get it. And then interviewed at this place, like connected with the manager, interviewed there and had a job within well, it's crazy actually, cause I had two job offers. That's what's always funny. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At Lowe's I'd been there a few months and then I interviewed and got offered a head cashier position. So now I'm torn. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I go from <laughs> nothing to two offers. And, uh, but it, it, and the subtlety of that conversation just, uh, well, it wasn't small to me. It was, I mean, it was so significant. Well, to make a long story short, <laughs> clearly, apparently the software was trying to tell us my story was too long. So long story short, <laughs> of a man of God in your life, listeners, do what he says. 
but I think, and that's, that is something that Brother Bartell brought up is with the process of life, you know, that kind of the refining that you mentioned to like the dealing with our humanity through the frustration, mm -hmm. like those things help us to make those decisions faster, you know, mm -hmm. realize, have that sensitivity and awareness. Oh, okay. Like it might seem like a small thing, them suggesting this, but if I even just go with it and nothing does come of it, like the Lord sees that mm -hmm. uh, yeah. response to a man of God. So anyway, um, we will continue to try to close this episode out, but I've been talking way too much now. So uh, turning it back to you, uh, one thing that I wanted to kind of touch on uh, regarding things that you do is, um, I guess, just, you know, being a uh, young woman of God who, you know, has has these standards of holiness and things in the world. Um, in, in closing, can you just give some, I guess, whether it's tips, advice, how you've worked through uh, working in the secular world, um, and but also maintaining those things um, and holding your convictions? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is honestly just enough of a fear of God that, you know, we've, That's good. we've been conditioned. I don't know if conditioned is the right word, but we've been taught and raised that I, and I've seen things in my own life that I, I know without a shadow of doubt, okay, like this is what we believe, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen God do these different things. And so, yeah, I, I guess I just have too much of, or enough of a fear of God that I'm going to live and walk a certain way, um, no matter how hard it might be sometimes. Um, yeah. And then, you know, going back to being raised in a pastor's home, um, there's some struggles that have come with that, I guess, like we've talked about, mm -hmm. but also, you know, just having mom and dad there for us and having, you know, other men and women of God too, that we know we're looking out for us and checking in on us. Um, yeah. you know, I've reflected in the last several months, even just this year of, um, different situations, people I know that, um, have struggled with things or, you know, um, and then I look at my own life and, you know, especially in like the teenage years or even early 20s, like, had it been up to me, there probably would have been plenty of times I wouldn't have shown up, you right. know? Um, but again, that fear of God and also fear of mom and dad, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, I, I knew enough to like, I never asked them like, or brought it up to them like, Oh, I'm not going to go to church or whatever, anything like that. Yeah. But this is just what we do. And so, you know, there was probably plenty of times where I just sat there like, and wasn't receiving anything because of, you know, whatever, but I was still there, um, you know, because of being in mom, dad's home, yeah. like we were there. And so, yeah, in the last few months of, as I've been reflecting on those things, you know, even, even being there when I maybe didn't want to, I can see now the consistency and just being in the presence of God and being in that good environment mm -hmm. and, you know, always showing up and always being there whenever the doors are open, how that's really sustained me, yeah. you know, um, yeah. I think it was sometime in the last two years, you know, since COVID we had, um, brother Mika Waxamana ministered through zoom for our congregation. And, um, he was telling his similar testimony of just, you know, growing up in a pastor's home and different struggles and he went to Bible college and, you know, just, um, through the years he meant, he talked about just, it may not have been some big grand thing, but just God sustaining us, you know? And so, that's yeah, good. I'd say that's, that's how I would sum it up. Yeah. That's good. So not to, not to like drag this on too long, but just with what you said, I think about, um, so I, had, I think about this question, like, can you th remember or think of, um, I guess a point where 
you knew for sure that like this was um this was real for yourself or like a, um a point of i guess commitment to um not that there's ever been a lack of commitment but i guess a point of just ownership of of okay this is this is mine it's not something that i do just because of my parents yeah um you know i think that that question is kind of part of what motivated me to go to CLC, you know, it's like kind of break away from mom and dad a little bit and get out on my own and like really give myself to studying and learning and make it my own. Um, but other than that, I don't know that I can pinpoint one specific thing, you know, it's just kind of developed and Mm -hmm. then you look back and you're like, wow, you just see like the growth and yeah, it's just kind of developed. Yeah. Okay. So one final question and we'll, We'll wrap up here before we have another technical difficulty. Hopefully that first uh, recording is somewhere saved in the cloud. Um, so last questions, and me and Javi sort of t- uh, talked about this too, because I think we recorded the week of uh, a lot of different graduations. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about the season of life that you know most of our listeners probably are in because of just the age group, um, in some way or another, they're sort of in it or going through it at some, some point in that season. Um, in closing is, can you give a, it's not really a question, but, um, pose it in a question is what is some advice maybe for enduring (laughs) and continuing through, um, keeping your faith, uh, stirred. Um, what is some advice, some things you've done, um, or just how you've kept the faith and stayed encouraged until you get to that point of aligning and knowing, okay, this is the perfect will and yeah. the timing of God. Um, you know, I think Javi actually might've given a similar answer in, in his episode, but just giving yourself to what's in front of you, you know, um, yeah. we talked about earlier, we can get distracted by where we think we're supposed to be, but right you know, just slowing down and looking like, okay, what is there that I can be doing right now? What's right in front of me? You know, what, um, what are some ways that I can help at the church or, you know, stuff like that, or just being there for, for people in the body. And, um, you know, I've, I've helped out in Sunday school for years, but just seeing like, okay, how can I wholeheartedly give myself to this better than I have before, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, um, just that faithfulness and giving ourselves to what we can do now, God will, God will see that faithfulness and he, he knows where he's taking us, you know? And right. so just, I guess, being faithful in those little things, um, and you know, just keeping busy too, we can get so caught up in our own life and our own situation, but, um, giving yourself to, to other people and to serving and, helping out in those whatever way, you know, whatever way you're needed.